I'm Leslie Torres. And I'm Bronna Marks. And together we co-host West Coast Mix and Bounce. For all things West Coast NBA. That's right. We cover the Lakers, Clippers, Warriors, and yes, the Kings and the Suns. When there's something good to talk about. We have a new and fun episode every two weeks where we break down the craziest headlines in the NBA that pertain to the West Coast teams. We are such a niche podcast that you won't find anywhere else. I mean, two girls with experience in the field talking West Coast basketball. Um, yeah, you want to listen. This is West Coast Mix and Bounce brought to you by LAFB Network. Welcome back to another episode of West Coast Mix and Bounce. I think we're like up to episode 44 or something. Yes, 44. 44. Wow. And like, thank you so much for listening to us and for keeping um, keeping us in mind when coming to like NBA and West Coast teams. And today's episode, we're going to be talking about Clay Thompson's return to the Golden State Warriors. We're also going to be touching on free agency and what that means for our Western Conference teams. And lastly, we're going to talk about All-Star Weekend that is coming up, All-Star teams, All-Star voting, all that good stuff. But before we even get into all of that, let's start with Clay Thompson. Yes. He's back. Brana, he's back. He's back. It's weird. Also, I just want to say, actually, this is episode 45 that we're recording Stop. right now. So okay. even even crazier. But yes, Clay Thompson is back. Um, I don't know how to feel about it because I think they've been struggling with associating him into the lineup and it shows. Yes. Uh, they've been struggling. They lost la- the last six of eight games now seven of eight because they just lost yesterday to the Pacers in overtime the most painful game I think I've ever had to watch (laughs) dude I mean the Pacers have been a little bit hot so I will give them that but I totally agree with you the clay has not been a consistent return for the Warriors although he did have a really really good game against the Detroit Pistons I don't know if you catch that one Yes, yes. That was definitely like a brighter moment for him. He led the team with, I think, 20, 27 points? No, no, no. That's the wrong game. I'm thinking 20, about the, the Cavs. But 21. Yes, 20, 21 points, and he he was able to push them past the Pistons. But to, it's also kind of like, it's the Pistons, but You I kind of expect that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like he's still trying to learn his shot a little bit better and like in game because we've seen him warm up, we've seen him practice all before his return and so we were I feel like we were, we were kind of like, "Oh yeah, he's going to come back," but then we were a little bit hesitant because we were like, "Well, it's going to take some time. He's going to have to find a way to get back in the rhythm of actually playing a full game and running back and down the court and still having his shot. So I feel like he's definitely still trying to get his legs underneath him, and it's going to take a while. But I feel like that Pistons game was kind of a good game to see. Okay, he's he's still the Clay Thompson that we know. It's just going to take a little bit longer. I don't know how that's going to work if they don't give him any minutes to play, though. Yeah, I mean, he's playing these five-minute spurts right now, so that's also awkward because like, yeah. by the time he gets warm, then he has to come sit out. And then the rest of the team has to adjust with him not being in the game because obviously we talk about how the Warriors are a shooting heavy team and 
you know, Clay is always going to want the ball in his hand. Mm-hmm. I think he said in, in one of these uh, post-game conferences, you know, even if I'm missing, I'm still going to shoot the ball. I don't yeah. care. Uh, and that's just kind of the mentality that he has and that, you know, the people around him have. Curry, Poole, these are all shooters. They're they going to put up a shot no matter if they're shooting 15% or they're shooting 45%. They're going to shoot. Uh, but I think seeing him back after 941 days, I think somebody said 31 months, all this time and all these time and numbers that I keep hearing from one game to another from him being, you know, hurt, dealing with multiple injuries. It's just kind of like he comes back and he's already averaging almost 20 points a game. What more can you ask of him? Mm -hmm. I think the, on the flip side is really what more you can ask of the rest of the team to make it comfortable. Cause obviously he's a franchise player. Like they want him to lead, but it's just, like you said, it's going to take longer than we think. Yeah, and like, don't get us wrong. The Warriors sit, I think, at the second seed, or the, they're probably the top team of the Western Conference. This is Suns right now. They're it's, actually second. Oh, ooh, okay. So there you go. Yeah. So like, it's not it's not all bad. We just kind of expected a little bit more from Clay Thompson's return. I don't know. I just yeah. wanted like him to come out shooting and stuff like that. But we understand that's going to take time, and it's not going to be something that happens quickly. And I think I was just reading, he's not going to play tonight. He's going to be out for tonight's game on Friday. So he's resting. It's it's just going to go a slower process. And I feel like for the Warriors, they know what they're doing. There's no need to rush. They've already been playing super well without Thompson. Having him wait, having him um, get get that rhythm in, it's only going to be helpful for them as a team. So, um I don't know, but I still wanted to come him like I still wanted to see him come out like shooting like eight for like ten. <laughs> right, and right now he's shooting like from eight three. for like twenty one, <laughs> and it's just kind of like ah, uh-huh. like I think he's shooting thirty five percent from three, which is not bad, honestly. Yeah. Thinking of the circumstances, but clay the clay we know is going to shoot closer to 40 percent from from three-point land that's where he lives that's where he's comfortable um and then you also look at his splash brother i feel like they 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 play off of each other right curry and thompson and curry also hasn't been 100 percent these last like 10 or so games he's been dealing with a hand issue Mm -hmm. you know he hasn't been shooting that well either so i feel like you know, in a few more games, a few more weeks. Right now, they're sitting at only 13 losses right behind the Suns. The Suns only have nine losses on the season. So they were playing better, yes, before Thompson came back. But adjustments are adjustments. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to happen overnight. You know, people are looking at Kerr like, oh, you know, he should be coaching better. Like, everybody just relax. (laughs) The Warriors are already one of the most winningest teams in the league right now. They're going to figure it out. I feel like once all-star break happens and, you know, we're kind of like at that halfway point for the season, it's going to be a different story. It's going to, it's not going to be like, Oh, this is painful to watch. It's going to be like, okay, the Warriors are back. They are championship contenders. I feel like they're championship contenders already, Mm -hmm. but with the way that they've been playing, like if they are, they were like, the way they are now in playoffs, they wouldn't, I don't think they would survive a seven game series just because of how inconsistent and how much they're trying to figure out how to melt together again. Yeah, I agree. They're still like in the little kind of 
rusty time trying to adjust phase and so I just think it's gonna yeah it's gonna take a while but I don't I do not put it past them give them a couple months give, not even yeah. a couple give them a couple weeks and Seriously. they'll be back hopefully like you I think you mentioned all-star weekend so it's I feel like that time off it might help to kind of like put things back into perspective for them and see okay this is our kind of like our reset. Now we have Clay Thompson. Now let's go like moving forward how they're going to work out. But I think it's just it's just the, you know, players coming and going is just what happens with the teams and how they adjust to it. It's what makes them special. It's what makes them grow. It's what takes them to the playoffs. So I'm excited to see exactly. him. And I'm so glad he's finally back. And like you mentioned, all those days, all those months, two and a half years, where yeah. I feel like we're, I'm just happy to see him back and like shooting. Yeah, he's not making them, but he will. But he will. He will. And for him to come back that first game, that dunk, I was like, oh my gosh, he landed like so odd. I was like, oh please, your knees, please yes. don't do this. I think I'm more nervous, honestly, to see him come out a hundred percent and hurt himself again. Oh. So you know, just take your time. It's okay. Everybody just relax, you know, in one game at a time right now. And they have a lot of season left, a lot of season left. So where they, for where they're out right now, yes, it's not pretty, but it will get better. Um, but uh, talking about how they're dealing with their lineup with free agency coming around, well, we're already in the midst of it. It kind of started January 15th and ends February 10th. Uh, so teams are obviously looking to make some moves, uh, see what they want to do with their free agents. Do you think the Warriors are going to do anything? I mean, honestly, in my notes, I had the Suns and the Warriors not making any kind of moves just because I feel like they have their group of guys. They are set. They're at the top of the Western Conference. I, Unless there's something we're not seeing that they want to improve specifically, I don't really see them doing any major moves. I leave the trade deadline and trades for the teams that are like 6th, 7th, 8th, ninth, even 10th place. Right. Just because now there's like, you know, that whole playing tournament. So I feel like teams want to make the cut. So I leave it for the teams like the Lakers, the teams like the Clippers to kind of make moves. Unless you're saying something I'm not. Um, I don't think so. I think it's very ironic that a lot of their teams are, a lot of their players right now are free agents or have the ability to move. Like Iguodala, Looney, Porter Jr., uh, Gary Payne. The second, you know, these developed guys who have been with the team for a little bit and have stayed with the team despite their struggles, mm -hmm. uh, they're all pieces that they could move if they wanted, like, one or two big, big players. But the Warriors, I feel like, have been pretty consistent. I mean, to keep a player over two years that just took up bench space is... <laughs> kind of speaks to their franchise about, you know, their loyalty. And if you're putting in the work, then we're not going to just kick you off. Yeah. Now, obviously, it's a different story for, you know, you go up the road in uh, <laughs> L.A. And the Lakers, we have seen in the past that they have traded their entire team away <laughs> right before winning a championship. So that's obviously also possible. Uh, 
I think the Lakers really are the biggest ones to look out for. They already have made like some very, very small moves. They let Rondo go mm-hmm. um, and originally had got uh, Denzel Valentine in a trade and then traded him away and then got the rights to Louis uh, Lambry. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. A French forward. I think right now they're just trying to get their chess pieces together to make a big move. I don't think they're going to keep the team they have right now. I just, I don't see it happening. See, I I think so too. I feel like what they have to do is trade, right? Because whatever is happening right now is not working, whether it's health-wise, whether it's players that are healthy and they're just not, the chemistry is not going on the floor well. But then I take a step back and I'm just like, okay, but who would they trade? I don't even think they have trade pieces. Like, I mean, Westbrook is... Westbrook, oh, yes, Bradley. so then that brings us to that drama right there. Uh, oh, my God, we'll get into that. But let me just name the few players they do have for free agency. Westbrook, Bradley, Nunn, Ellington, Ariza, Howard, um, and Anthony. Okay, so. but how many teams actually want them? Maybe, like, Russ. Exactly. You know, yeah. so, like, who... Baysmore, there's actually a few more. Baysmore, Jordan, but so they, they the entire roster like except LeBron and AD roster is, can be traded. Like, Basically, <laughs> everyone except LeBron and AD. So exactly, exactly. See, but so, then and, I don't know who wants them. Who's gonna want to give up a piece for those like? Players? I mean, these are great players. You know, you look at somebody like Westbrook. You look at somebody like Carmelo. Yes. Who, Obviously, we saw that Westbrook was benched the other day, and that caused a little tension. And then there's been rumors about, you know, if they're actually going to keep him through the season. And you look at somebody like Carmelo, like, oh, I thought I was going to be starting, and he's still kind of like sixth, seventh man occasionally. Then they've also been dealing with injuries because, you know, they're all like grandpas. (laughs) So if anything can happen, really, and I feel like everybody in the Lakers organization – or even fans are, like, holding their breath because they just know. They're sitting, I believe, uh, above five, not above 500 right now. No, I think they're the eighth seed. Yeah, they're the eighth seed behind the Timberwolves, the Nuggets, the Mavs, and they're sitting, like, a little below 500 right now at 22 and 23. Mm -hmm. And we're uh, uh, almost halfway through the season, and they still, they suck. Like, they they just they suck. It's it's very disappointing. <laughs> if they are gonna make trade moves, I would do moves that would gain, make them better on defense because I feel like that's really what's whew, what's yes. messing them up. Oh my gosh, the defense <laughs> is horrible, and it's so sad because it's like we they went from a twenty twenty championship team that their sole focus was defense, and that won them the championship. For like exactly. flash forward like a year, two seasons later, and it's just like, what happened to that team? Where's the defense? It's not there. So if they're going to do yeah. any trades, I would have that in mind. Like trade for players who are going to play defense. Because they did lose a lot of it when they let players go. When they did the trade, they lost Rondo, like you said. Or they let him go. Um, if they are going to do a trade, and if anything's possible, it would, I would just be for defensive players or two-way players that can play defense and run back. Yes, yes. They, they, I think everybody knows right now that <laughs> is their issue. And when you have a team full of all-stars, obviously they're going to be offensively heavy. They're just scorers. Yes. They just go out there and put up a shit ton of points, and then they just, okay, I'm done. But 
in reality, in a non-all-star situation, you have to play defense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You have to. Somebody has to step up and be that nitty-gritty player that's, you know, going to block but besides LeBron that's gonna block that's gonna cut off you know high scoring players like Luca or like Steph or like Ja these are other players that are in the Western Conference if you're not gonna check them they will check you (laughs) and that'll be the end of it so I think the only the biggest player right now for free agency that everybody's talking about is Ben Simmons Mm -hmm. Ben Simmons is a he's very developmental he's young he's has a lot of energy and I think at the end of the day they really do need players like that they need more younger players who are going to be gritty on defense and that's going to win games because right now they're not they're not going to win games I would appreciate if they kept their players like Westbrook and Anthony and focused on their other players uh like Bradley or Nunn or or Bazemore Monk Reeves I mean, Reeves has made a difference too I, I hope they wouldn't get rid of Reeves I mean he's actually been uh you know one of the game winning players in mm-hmm. the lineup and he'll come in the last five minutes and actually like turn the game around so they really have they have a lot of potential to trade away, but they also have a big decision to make on if they're going to keep all their all-stars or are they going to get rid of them and get some other players that are all-star potential but don't have such big egos. Yeah, I feel like that's going to be a tough one for the Lakers. Like, I, I'm interested to see how they go about it just because it's, yeah, it's a lot. And there's also, I mean, there's also other players out there that are kind of younger, like you said, and on teams that are kind of maybe willing to be a trade. So, like, maybe not focus all their attention on Ben Simmons either. There's other players, too, that have kind of came out, played really strong for, like, these um, like these teams, like how, like, the Pacers, for, like, mm-hmm. the um, OKCs of, like, of the league. There's other teams that they have, like, young players that I feel have some sort of potential that might be like easier to trade in and out with but I don't know we we will see with the Lakers do you think the Clippers are gonna do any trade moves because I know they're like right after the Lakers in standings yeah I, I don't know I don't I think out of between the Lakers and the Clippers the Clippers have less moves Pieces? to make mm-hmm. Uh, they have Ibaka, Zubak, Batum, Harnstein, Coffee, and Scrub and these are guys that I'm looking at and I'm like, this is the team. <laughs> so if you get rid of that, who else do you have? Like mm-hmm. Paul George and Kawhi have been on the bench 90% this of, of this season. So who else are you going to grab? I, I just, they're, I feel like they're really between a rock and a hard place right now because they've had some of these players for a long time and they, they're, I feel like, embedded into the organization. Obviously, they're not producing the way I think they want them to. That Right now, they are in the ninth spot, so they would be in the playoff tournament, if anything. And can they beat like a Trailblazers team or a Lakers team mm. or a Timberwolves team? Uh, maybe. I don't know. It's possible. Uh, but... I just don't know what their options are. I think that's the main issue for me. I can see that. I mean, but given the list, I'm like, oh, they they are a little bit younger. So, but you do take away like most of the squad. But they like you know, for they also have like Eric Bledsoe, which I feel like uh, he's not really been a production heavy that they can do without. 
I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like they have a lot of players that don't really score for them. And right now, without Kawhi, now without Paul George, they need someone who's going to score. I feel like looking at the stats and looking at some of their games, Reggie Jackson has been the one that's kind of been taking over the team and like getting them together yep. without Kawhi and without Paul George. So maybe someone who can compliment him because Kawhi's return is there's no timetable. Paul George, yep. there is a timetable by but by then, will they be still in the playoffs? Will, be, will they be out? I feel like maybe a trade that can help Reggie Jackson or compliment him a little bit more would be good or like some other kind of scoring that doesn't come solely from him. And compared to the Lakers, I feel like they have a little bit better trade pieces. I don't know. I feel like I would prefer a younger player with a little bit more potential than one of these older guys that... Right. Um, comes from a drama t- a drama filled team. I don't know. I I don't know. But Hollywood over here, man. <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna be like, which team do we go for? Which player do we get? Uh, it's gonna be like the Bachelors with like the roses. Mm. I don't know if I want you or not. Well, I don't know. Do you watch The Bachelor? No, I don't. Sadly. You know what? Me either. But it's just like a <laughs> pop culture reference. <laughs> I mean it. I, I get the reference. Totally understand. Awesome. Okay, great. I was just like, wait, I don't even know. It could go over people's heads. Super dramatic. I mean, if, if the Clippers or the Lakers do want to do anything, they could honestly look at a team like the Kings who, you know, have these uh, these players that are up for um, free agency. Uh, just a few, honestly, Tristan Thompson, Marvin Bagley III, Damian Jones, um, and then some rookies, some two-way players, Lewis King, uh, Niamis Quetta. So, th- obviously, we know the Kings have not been aggressive <laughs> this mm-hmm. season. They started off really well, and then they kind of trickled down to just a mess. So, they also have some pieces that they, they could trade away. Does anybody want to go to Sacramento? I don't think so. So, obviously, that's also an issue that they have to deal with. And mm-hmm. like you said earlier, I don't think the Suns are – I think the Suns are comfortable. They're, they're oh, the yeah. best team in the league right now. They have the least losses, and they're a comeback squad. I, I just – they look good. They look really good. <laughs> they do. I feel like they don't have any moves to make. They are just working on themselves. Kind of what we said last last um, last episode about them. Like The only thing they have to worry about is keeping the same – group together keeping that core group strong and like if they keep doing that playoffs and finals here they come again I feel like they're fine the Suns are fine I feel like it's just mostly like the bottom teams or that are looking just to trade one piece here one piece there to give them that extra push for the playoffs I think it's gonna happen and is the remind me again so all-star weekend is on is on it's the weekend after valentine's day so february 18th through the 20th yes okay so the free agency is going to end before that so it's going to be a yes oh that that (laughs) all-star weekend is going to be fun (laughs) it's gonna be chaos but we love chaos in the nba why not (laughs) yeah okay so then the voting ends by Saturday, January 22nd. And who do we have leading right now? Let's check the votes. 
for the fans. Last time I checked, LeBron actually jumped Curry for the most fan votes. Uh, I believe he's sitting somewhere above 6 million votes. So I think, obviously, he's going to be probably a captain again this year. Yes. Um, <laughs> I mean, why not? <laughs> no, he's already winning by like 800,000. So it's going to be tough to catch up. Yeah, it is. Uh, but honestly, he's still the king. He's There's really nobody else better in the league than him right now. I feel like it, it, it does reflect in the fan voting that Steph Curry is like right underneath him. And I also saw a graphic today that said that LeBron's jersey is the number one selling jersey this of season, course. also in front of Steph Curry. So they're really fighting for like the top spot for as far as uh, – best West Coast players. Um, and as far as the rest of the team, um, I believe for our Pacific division, they have Andrew Wiggins, Paul mm-hmm. George, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green, Carmelo, and then uh, Aiton. This is for the front court. And then for the guards, they have Steph, Clay, Booker, Westbrook, and Paul. Um, I don't know if I really agree as far as Wiggins and Paul George may not even be available. <laughs> and Draymond Green is he's been hurt. He's also a little older, so I don't I don't know if I would want to see him on the um all-star team. And then also Carmelo. I think it's time to give the younger guys a chance <laughs> and let the older guys kind of like sit in the audience and score like the dunk contest. <laughs> I feel like for some of these players, like it just goes to show how much um how important they've been to the league and to the NBA. To see, like, Carmelo Anthony on the list and, like, seventh, I'm like, wow, that's pretty high up and, like, pretty jarring. Yeah. Wiggins has kind of been, like, a little surprise for me because he's up there. Yeah, he how, is how, there. how is he ahead of Paul George? And, like... I have no idea. <laughs> who, who, who's voting for him? That's what I want to know. Like, who's voting for him? Are we missing something? I mean, right. I know he's been okay. I know he's been, like, a little bit more consistent these, this season. But, wow, like, third in the for the front court. Like, granted, it is, like, fourth million a difference between LeBron James and Andrew Wiggins. But it's still, he's up there, which I, I'm I'm with you. That one's that's a little bit jarring to me. Um, I like Carmelo Anthony, so I really do want to see him on as a Lakers, as a all-star Laker. <laughs> so I want to see that happen just for me in my own little. So if you're asking who voted for Carmelo, it's probably me. <laughs> I mean... That's fine. I mean, I, I, like, but I get, I get what you mean. Would get more minutes this year on his own team. <laughs> you're like, you I'm can go talk to the Lakers front off to to their coaching staff. I will. You know what? That makes total sense. I. And now I'm looking at the guards list. I feel like I'm I'm okay with the guards list. How do you feel about yes. that one? It's that the guards list is. I feel like that's super easy. Right. That's, that's definitely easy. But maybe like in place of of uh, Wiggins, I would go with a Kaminga. I feel like Kaminga has been having a breakout season. Mm. Um, and he's been super big for the Warriors of late. Um, as far as Paul George. Uh, I don't know, actually. I will have to check the the Clippers roster, but I think Stefan number one is for sure. Clay deserves it. He's been out for forever. Booker, Booker, and Paul 
these, I mean, these are the best front courts in the league right now. It is, I don't think you can argue those. But as, I'm sorry, the best guards in the league right now. But as far as the front court, I feel like that could be a little more interchangeable. <gasps> yeah, even Anthony Davis is on there. He hasn't played for a while. Exactly. Yeah. So. I feel and, like, yeah, I, I get what you mean. Should there be like a rule maybe that you can't vote for players who are injured? But then it wouldn't make sense because what if they come back in time? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I can see. I can see that. Maybe like a a new format mixing like rising stars with like all stars would be a cute game. I would pay to see that game. Yeah, hmm. I, I I think so. I think like I said, the the younger guys definitely deserve more of a more of a chance. So maybe I'm looking at the Clippers roster right now. Maybe instead of Wiggins, I would pick like Eric Bledsoe or Serge Ibaka. But these are also, again, players that have dealt with a lot of injuries. So fans haven't really been able to see them play a lot of games. But there's ironically nobody from the sun nobody from the kings was well, i guess not ironic but <laughs> you get what i'm saying i i get you it makes sense yeah. it makes sense i would if if anybody would to pick a son for the all-star team i would say like tyrese halliburton or buddy healed or you know my baylor favorite davion mitchell <laughs> um so i there's definitely more options as far as fans going. They don't control the whole situation. They basically control like who's captain of each team. Mm-hmm. Uh, whoever gets the most votes is captain, and then other like professionals vote in the rest of the team, the starting and then the reserves. That's gonna be an interesting voting too. I'm excited for that. Huh. Yeah, like I feel like the new like the draft has been added right to the All Star All Star team stuff. I I really enjoy those drafts. I feel like those are just as petty and as messy as I want them to be. <laughs> so I'm <laughs> yes. excited for that, especially given like the trade deadline was is going to be the tenth, and then you have all this happening. Oh, I yeah. live for it. I live for it. I also okay. So now. I wanted to ask you because you mentioned like LeBron is leading in like jersey sales. LeBron is leading in all-star voting. He's having a great season despite his team, not the Lakers, not playing super well. Are you a little bit shocked? Like, oh my God, that he's not in the MVP conversation? Um, yes and no. I mean, LeBron's been snubbed of the MVP year after year because I feel like the politics of the game say oh you know he's so that he's been dominant forever give somebody else a chance but it's like why give somebody else a chance if they ain't playing like they should have a chance (laughs) you know it's not lebron's fault that nobody else chooses to dominate in in the game over him you know he just happens to have such a crazy work ethic and such crazy talent that he leads the league as as the king um but i just I really just think it's the politics of it all that that leaves him out of the conversation. I think so too, because I was getting ready for today, and I was like, okay, so Joel Embiid is definitely the top, the top um, player in this conversation. Which I was like, okay, you know, obviously, like he's seventy sixers are doing good. He's playing great. He's doing it like without Ben Simmons and all this stuff. But then you go and look at the stats, and it like, doesn't look, take much oops. Art- then you go look at the stats, and it's like. 
LeBron is also up there. LeBron is on top of it. And wh yep. wh why is he not in this conversation? And then you get the voting in. And he's still, like you said, he's still king, bringing in the votes. He's still getting all these sales, all these fans all over the world. What What is happening? So sometimes I feel like LeBron does not get his due diligence or the respect he deserves Never. as a player. Never. And it's just like, mm, let me talk with Bronna. Because I'm like, Bronna's going to tell me what she thinks and maybe I'm, there's something I'm missing but I'm, I'm glad we're like on the no. same page about that <laughs> we're definitely on the same page I feel like we respect the game enough to understand why he's not but also be upset that he's not because so the in the last week as far as the NBA MVP ladder LeBron is number 10 and they only put the top 10 players and uh like you said uh Joel Embiid and Giannis and Jokic are kind of leading the MVP conversation right now um and then ironically even Chris Paul is like number five he's in the middle right. um you have Ja Gobert and then LeBron so I don't know it's it's ironic but it's also kind of like like I said the politics of it all it also makes sense yeah, because, I mean, I feel like I understand, okay, the Lakers aren't playing as well, so maybe because they're not winning. But I feel like MVP is such an individual award that it's like, doesn't really matter if your team is winning or not, kind of. I mean, they can't be total, you know, but you, he's still putting in the work to, like, will the team to win. So I'm just a little bit, I'm a little bit confused because I saw that this morning, but I was like, ah. It is what it is. Yeah, when was the, the so the last time LeBron won MVP was 2012, and you think about that, is like ten years later. Ten years later. Ten years of disrespect. What? Still, yes, and he's still as amazing as when he won when he actually got handed the MVP in 2012. So maybe in. The NBA's mind or the league's mind, how many times can you win the MVP? <laughs> you know, like, are we going to give it to him 10 years in a row? No, obviously not. Does he probably deserve it? Probably. But, you know, he has won rings and other and had other accolades. And he just got his 10,000 rebound and he passed somebody else on the all-time scoring list. So in other ways, LeBron is winning. He may not have it had the MVP seven times in his trophy case, but in his mind, he's an MVP. I feel like we're going to go look, well, not we, but yeah, we probably, we're all going to look back at this in like 20 years and just be like, wow, we never gave him the flowers he deserved. And it's just going to yeah. be such a huge disappointment for NBA people because you look back at now in history and you're like, wow, this so-and-so needed more like more respect or so-and-so should have won MVP or so-and-so should have you know so much and it's just like we're gonna look back at this it's gonna be the same thing because I feel like every other game LeBron is breaking a record or two and yep. I'm just like wow and like at his age and to still be playing as dominant as he is compared to the these younger players it's crazy it's crazy mm -hmm. he's just playing he's playing with just as much energy and just as much vitality as a 18 year old. He's talking about staying in the league long enough to play with his son. But this this is stuff that you really don't consider. No, exactly. Yeah. He's living well beyond his peak. And it's amazing to watch. It is amazing to watch. But 
at the end of the day, the greats, I feel like, never get as much respect as they should just because everybody already knows they're great. <sighs> I don't ever want to be that great, Brana. I don't. <laughs> I want no. all the respect. Yes, I do. want. <laughs> I want all the love and attention. <laughs> my, no, my number one saying, if you, if you ain't got no haters, you ain't popping. I mean, oh, that's just how it no, rolls. Haters are fine, but I do want all the accolades. Like, hype me up, please. <laughs> No, don't worry. I got you. I'm gonna you. You're thank the you best, Leslie. You be on, on the Lakers floor rocking it, killing, killing it. Oh, I thank know. you so much. Okay, yeah, you see? Like, that's what I want. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we got each other for. That's what we thank got each other for. Thank you. No, we're, we're here, women in sports. We're doing this. Yes, this is our season. For sure. To the top. Until for, we make it to the top. For sure. Breaking all the glass ceilings. Yes, yes. I love that. Well, I think we've covered everything. We have. This was amazing. I had so much fun. Yes, episode <sighs> 45. That's crazy. We're, we're five episodes away from 50. I'm like, wow. Can you We've believe grown it? so much. We support each other through so much. Like, thank you, Leslie. No. Thank you for agreeing to do this with me. <laughs> thank you. I feel like if we go back and listen to episode one, it's going to be the worst. <laughs> Super cringe. <laughs> Who are these girls? What? what is, what's, like the, there's probably going to be some long-ass pauses in there, and it's just going to be the worst. Don't go back and listen to it. Don't go. Don't no. do it. Don't do it. Stay, Unless, stay between episode 30 and 50. Yeah, Appreciate you guys. That's momentum. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, otherwise, we could close it out. Awesome. Thank you guys again for coming back and listening to us and uh, just being a part of this community that we have decided to grow with each other, with women in sports, and, and just with anybody who will support us. So, again, I am Brana, and I'm here with Leslie. And catch us on our next episode of West Coast Mix and Bounce. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.